0: Amen. Okay, so you saw all the announcements. Are you guys uh, super busy? Anybody super busy? A few of you? (laughs) Uh, It it gets... uh, How many parties? Has anybody been to a Christmas party yet? Anybody? A few people? Wow. Okay, we need to make you busy then. That's why we have all the things. So come to our Christmas party and you'll be busy. It'll be great. But... um, There's a tendency to to forget the reason for the season when we get uh, bogged down with um, life and busyness and everything that's going on. So we have taken a break from the Daniel series called Kingdoms, and we're doing a series now which is called A King is Born. And we started in Luke chapter 1, and I talked to you about it from verse 1 on. And now we're coming to verse um, 37, I believe. Yeah, verse... Verse... uh, What did verse, did I say? Sorry. 39. 39, Verse 39. Verse 39 and uh, going to verse 55. So we're going to read that much, but we'll finish out the chapter. And... uh, Last week we read just a few verses, but I started with verse 1 and went on. And now uh, we're going to come to this point right here, starting in verse 39 of Luke chapter 1. Is everybody there? But it's also up there. Here we go. You ready? In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Now verse 46, and Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of this servant. For behold, from now on, Of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, and as he said to Abraham, to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that you would. Open our eyes that we can see. And open our ears that we can hear. Speak through your servant this morning, God, I pray. And be glorified in everything that we do. We ask you, Lord, to be exalted here through your son Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. 51 years old, and I was able to witness and see and hold my first grandson ever. Is that amazing? Somebody go, "You <laughs> Last week, I talked about my first son being born. And at 31 years of age, that son that I told you that me and my wife had, this young girl, at 18 19 years of age brought forth this little baby. This beautiful baby. And we're so excited. And we, we 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 took care of this baby. 31 years later this baby had a baby. <laughs> and it was not easy. Um for 7 years and you guys have heard the story and if you want to know the story we'll tell you more but for seven years they 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 didn't really have a baby, and then they went through some really tough times and and then they they were getting on the other side it was a miracle and this church is a part of it. You guys came in and brought healing to them and they came in here for a year and was healing in in, in, in their their relationship and and right as they were beginning to get this healing and God was turning things around, she became pregnant and she said oh you know um you know we're just now getting everything turned around and now i'm pregnant you know what's going to happen and my son said oh it's okay he said it's wonderful he said this will be our ebenezer because ebenezer in samuel meant that it was a stone of remembrance god had told him to set up a stone to remember what god had done and so What he was saying is, he wasn't saying that's the name of our child. What he was saying is, this will be our Ebenezer, this will be our remembrance. You know, that we'll remember how wonderful God has been to us, and everybody say amen. Amen. And then she said, that's it, we'll name him Ebenezer. (laughs) Somebody went eek over here, I see that. My grandson's name (laughs) is Ebenezer Kirkpatrick. That is his name, Ebenezer Fox. Ebenezer Fox Kirkpatrick. It's somebody's laugh. All right, come on. Man, at Christmas, you hear his name a lot. We play it over and over. You know, we play the special. Ebenezer. He's like, looking for his name, Ebenezer. On my Facebook, I got a picture of him with the little curl in his head, and I'm holding him like this, and little Ebenezer, stone of remembrance. Something about um, that experience brought me to this reason to tell you this story, that envelops this story, is that what we do now makes a difference in eternity, and. As we love and worship God, and he brings that experience of Christ in me, the hope of glory, and we deliver the message, joy to the world, the Lord has come. That Savior touches lives. And I think about this. As I got saved at seven years old, and I used to do teach children's church that i don't know 12 13 14 i used to do all kinds of things and i would say raise your hand and people would raise their hand and, and and they would accept jesus so for my whole life and by the way if you want to accept jesus raise your hand right now and and you amen i see that you got, and you can have jesus in your heart and when that happens that is the new birth for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now let's go back to this story. 51 years old. Why is Todd telling on himself? 51 years from now, Ebenezer Fox could be having his first grandchild. Amen. Amen. I would love to be alive. Not sure that's going to happen. But I would be a hundred. And two years old. His dad would be 82 and probably will be alive. And when that first grandchild comes and comes into the world, 51 years from then, there could be another child. Right? Amen. I'll be 153 Hallelujah. My son will be over 100. Ebenezer will be 102. Is anybody following me here? What I'm trying to say is that now in this story that we read, Gabriel has come and talked to this lady and said, You are blessed. You are going to have a child. And at that moment after that happened, and the Holy Spirit came upon her and she was pregnant, she got up, 15, 16-year-old, never had relations with a man, is pregnant. She got up smartly. She got up and she went to the hill country. Look it up on Google, the hill country, it's hill country. I lived in Miami, Arizona. And I love to take Steph there and show her where we lived. And then how I climbed up to my school, it was on a hill, and I climbed up to my school, elementary school, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. Well, I didn't do a kindergarten. Most of you took me to kindergarten. But first and second grade, they just let me loose. And I'd just climb up that hill wow. and go into uh, the, the little uh, inspiration uh, school, which is scary now if you look at it because it's on the side of a hill and everything just falls off into nothing and we used to have friends called the powers remember them and they lived literally on the side of the hill in fact when you went down to see the lady uh their grandmother you'd almost fall and 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 die and i i couldn't think of how how scary it must have been for her but it was just you could look straight down and see the earth and then her house was into the mountain like that is that crazy and i looked at this week, the hillside and the, 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 the houses are built on the hillside. And Mary, with haste, took off and went to see Elizabeth on the hillside. They have a church there now that marks the visitation, the time that Mary had. They have a, a, all kinds of things there, but sometimes I think we, we put marks on stuff and we forget what really happened that a little girl allowed the word of God to come into her life and then God put Jesus into the lady and she with haste went up and visited her uh, relative Elizabeth and when she did, she found out that her relative, and we talked about last week, had made herself kind of inconspicuous. She had kept it quiet. For five months, she had kept it quiet. And when she comes in, she sees a little baby bump. Elizabeth has been pregnant. Is anybody excited yet? <laughs> Let me tell you the first point if you're, if you're keeping uh, um, Whatever, notes. The presence of Jesus brings the Holy Spirit. This is really important theologically. Y'all need to hear this. The presence of Jesus brings the Holy Spirit. So I think of it like going up to the powers and you're, you're almost straight up, you're climbing up. She gets up, mountain she gets to the front porch she gets in and opens the door i say front porch they really had a, everybody had kind of a stall a manger thing where you had the animals out in the front and so she gets out there and the moment that she said greetings hey i'm here hello it's me greetings don't nobody shoot me you ever come to a house i had a pastor I, I had a pastor, if you knocked on his door, I just know that he'll be watching this, if you knocked on his door past eight o'clock, and to this day, if you knock on his door at eight o'clock, uh, he will come to the door with one arm behind his back, and, and, and you shouldn't be there when it's dark, that's the way he sees you, amen, to that. amen to that. <laughs> and uh, I, by the way, I won't greet you that way, but 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 that's just the way he greeted. And so Elizabeth is smart, and she knows, hey, I'm here. I'm not stealing your chickens. I'm not taking the goat. I'm here. And the moment that she did that, what did it say in our text here? It says this, that, and Elizabeth was filled. Whew, I'm getting goosebumps. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Praise God. Raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And they raise their hand and Jesus is in their heart. And the moment, the moment that the presence of Jesus is there, is filled with the Holy Spirit. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. They have not been separated, will not be separated. We're only separated at one time when Jesus was on the cross and said, Eli, Eli, sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? And took the sins of the world on Him. Do you understand that on the third day He rose from the dead as victorious and as sinless and as guiltless and as the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. At the end of the message, we're going to do a scripture on Revelations and it'll tell you the ending. But let me just tell you this, that with the presence of Jesus comes the Holy Spirit. Have you noticed when you walk into the store... Something changes because when you bring Jesus in, you bring the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 14 that he had to go away physically, but he would not leave you without a comforter and that comforter is the Holy Spirit. In fact, let me say this in John chapter 1 verse 33, this baby. That is in Elizabeth. This baby. That's the baby bump. Remember you guys, I told you about my son being uh, born last week. And then in one week, he grew 31 years old. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> well, I'm telling you about this baby bump. But in John chapter 1, 30 years later, this, this little baby bump, he's a man. And he's out in the wilderness. He's out in the wilderness and he's preaching repentance. Repent! Repent! And as he is out there doing this, he sees Jesus and he says this about him. He says, I myself did not know him. I was in the womb. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the spirit descend and remain. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And he said, this is Jesus. Wow. This Jesus right now that I baptized, We're going to baptize uh, in a couple weeks. But, he, but when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and baptizes and comes up, the Holy Spirit rests on him. And John said, I didn't know who it was going to be. Until this happened. Mm. Hang on. Elizabeth had a prophet inside of her. Had a miracle inside of her. She was not even supposed to have a baby. It was a miracle. You guys remember last week? It was a miracle. She's only... But not until the presence of Jesus entered the room did she... Get that revelation inside of her. And she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. I don't know if I can make this strong enough. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. And he's, he wants to be your Jesus. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? He doesn't want to be your mom's experience. He doesn't want to be your grandmother's experience. He wants to be your experience. And when he and he's in here right now because he's in me. When he enters the room, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit because the presence of God comes with Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is the answer, and he is the rebirth in you. Mm. Okay, so 51 years old, I have my first grandchild. Maybe. 50 more years, I have another great-great-grandchild. 50 more years, another great-great-grandchild. Physically, that's awesome. But the first person I led to Christ, if they have other people that they lead to Christ and tell them the message of God, it can be thousands of years later, in 331 A.D., a guy named Patrick goes to an island and leads people to Christ. And some of them are agil- illegitimate kids that he puts the name Kirk on, which is Iris for church, Kirkpatrick. And thousands of years later, there's some Kirkpatrick sitting here, filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the presence of Jesus. Yeah. Because... This merry miracle that started with this 15, 16, however old, 13, however old girl this was. This miracle ignited another miracle in Elizabeth. And her son was on fire. And he began to baptize people and tell them to repent and turn to God. But he didn't have what was needed And what was needed was a guy that came up and he goes, that's the guy that has the Holy Spirit. And he will baptize. He will baptize. I know I experienced it five months in the womb. He will baptize. I leaped and kicked. He will baptize with the Holy Spirit. You see, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were saved with the promised Holy Spirit. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. John chapter 14, Jesus is talking to disciples, said, I won't leave you comfort. He'll be with you, and He will be in you. He is the comforter, he is the guide, he is the one that brings all to remembrance. So, I was thinking about this this week. Have you ever thought, man, if I could just have a do-over? My boys are just, I don't know what's going on with my boys, they're they're adults, right? One's gonna be 21, one's gonna be 26, and I come in the house and they're playing video games. Come on. And I think it's like, what, a Mario Brothers or something? You know, I'm like, didn't I play that when I was a kid? Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. And I've been playing these games, and I'm like, what is going on with my children playing games at the age that they are? But you see, in Ephesians chapter 1, it says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, believed in him, we're sealed. We're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, and so I hear them yelling, "Ah, oh, I die!" Oh, I know what it is. It's a car one. you know. And they beat me in the cards. It's that car Mario, ah! Oh, they're screaming. I'm like, these are grown men <laughs> I have no more lives left. I got good news for you video game people. Video game people got good news. You No, you have, you have new life in Christ Jesus. You are born again. And you are born again and you're eternal. And you don't have to worry about, wow, I wish I had a do over. I wish I could do life over. Do you know how long eternity is? That's a long time. Don't worry about do-overs. How about do-do now? Do something. (laughs) Do. You're going to be doing forever. You're eternal. You don't have to have another life and another life because this is not YOLO. You do not only live once, but you are born again. You are eternal. You're not trying to get as much things you can and then it's going to be over You have forever life. It's like playing a video game and you got as many lives as you want. You can live forever. But this isn't a video game. This is reality. This is Jesus Christ in you. The hope of glory. His spirit. That same spirit that raised Christ From the dead. I don't know how to make it more clear. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And here's some things that He does He helps, He teaches, He brings to your remembrance everything. When Jesus comes, He brings the presence of the Holy Spirit. Number two, those filled with the presence of Jesus magnify and worship the Lord. This is point number two. Those filled with the presence of Jesus magnify and worship the Lord. You know why I'm so beautiful? <laughs> Your mother. Your mother. mother, that's true. <laughs> Preach. And because of him. Amen. Amen. If you think I'm good looking, it's because of God. If you think that I, uh, I have talent, it's because of God. Let us magnify the Lord. Let us be the magnification of of what an awesome, loving, generous, awesome, glorious God that we serve. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. It's because of Jesus that I'm alive. It's because of Jesus. I love him. I praise him. And whether you know it or not, it's because of Jesus you're alive. It's because of God. For God so loved the world. He created the world. You are here. And Jesus has not come yet on the horse and destroying the ungodly. He has not come that way. He's only come to earth once, and that was in a, a little stable in Bethlehem called House of Bread. And in John chapter 6, he says, I am that bread of life. Yes. And then he was given to us. And he's been feeding for over a couple of thousand years. Yes. Amen. And he waited for you to be born Praise God. And Ebenezer fox. <laughs> and who knows, maybe for Ebenezer's grandchild, maybe not. But God is awesome. And He should be magnified and worshipped. Look at this. Verse 45. Blessed are those who believe. Why do you have the blessings you have? Because you believe in Him who has brought you through. Why are you going to be more blessed in the future? because you magnify and worship the Lord. Can I be real with you? Um, 33 years later, Mary didn't feel that blessed as she's watching her child be crucified and tortured on a cross. And there's times in your life that you may not feel blessed. It doesn't mean that you are not blessed. Are you listening? Blessed are those who believe in Jesus. How many of you believe in Jesus? We're blessed. Lord, I thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us, Lord. I pray for blessings on our church, Lord. I thank you, Lord. He has done great things. Holy is his name. We see that, we see that holy. I was telling Steph uh, uh, about this, and I think I was telling someone else, you know, we see that word holy and, and, and we just, I don't know, I, maybe just me, maybe not you, but I think of, you know, just like this, holy, whoo, you know, and, and, and incense. And, and, but that holy, that holy word is perfect, perfect, perfect. And this baby inside of Mary is perfect, yeah. untouched with the sin of humanity untouched with the sin that man had inherited from his grandfather, great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather and grandmother, Adam and Eve. He's untouched. He's perfect. He's the way that Adam and Eve were in the beginning in the garden. He's perfect. He's holy. And he makes us holy. The only thing is, I hate to to break this to you, but he was holy all every year of his life. And uh, does anybody know what they did with him, the perfect human? What do we do with people that they get blessed and? maybe make us feel uncomfortable about ourselves because they're perfect. What do we do? We crucify them. So I pray to you that you will magnify and you will worship Jesus and that holy Jesus will be inside of you and he will make you holy. But (laughs) if people are trying to crucify you, You need to understand that you're just passing through right now. But he is perfect and he is holy and he is with you and where he leads you will be perfect. So in in good times and in bad times, magnify and worship the Lord Lord. Lord. because when you do, The power and presence of God is with you. All right, verse 48 and 49. And this is point number three. The presence of Jesus brings blessing. This is what I want to talk about. Mary was blessed. Mary was blessed. We know that 33 years later, she went through an incredible time. And up on that cross, Jesus looked and there was one of his disciples, John, in whom he loved. And he said, John, look, there's your mother. Mother, look, there's your son. Oh, come on, people. Every disciple of Jesus was martyred, yes. was killed, except for one. Anybody know Mother, this is your mother. Son, this is your mother. Mother, this is your son. Jesus' blessing was on Mary. John was there beside her. He said, bless my mom, and I'll bless you. Is anybody following me? John couldn't die. He was taking care of Jesus' mother. They boiled him in oil. He didn't die. They put him on an island, him to death. He didn't die. She must have lived a long time. God allowed John to die. Old age, somewhere in the 90s, 99. He was an old man. Blessed are you. When you participate in the merry miracle, when you allow Jesus to disrupt your original routine, when you allow Jesus to move you up to the hill country, to go to the hill country because he is doing something in you, and you go and visit your relative in three months, you're displaced, you're without a home because of what Jesus is doing in you. And when you come back, you are uncomfortable because the one that you're betrothed to realizes you're pregnant. But then Jesus speaks to them. You are blessed. God. All you have to do is receive Jesus. Praise. Receive the miracle and allow him to do everything around you. Allow him to bless you. Okay. The fourth point and final point is Jesus is king of kings. A king is born. Jesus is king of kings. In verse, um, let's see, I think 51. He has shown strength in his arms. He has scattered the proud. In the thoughts of their hearts, verse 52, he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. Got to get a a new life because this life is fleeting. I don't know what happened. Happened somewhere and you can feel it inside you, but somebody did something and we all die. And... I can do as many things as I want, but I can't live forever. And there's no way to break this curse. I can't do it. Only the creator of all can do it. And I need a savior. I need a king. Israel was right in the way when they began to cry out for a king. They wanted a king and they... Uh, God gave him King Saul, and he wasn't a good king. And then later he gave him another king, King David, and he was a, a, a good king, and, and he did some great things. And then he had King Solomon, and he made a lot of mistakes, and he did a lot of things. And In fact, he allowed his wives, which he had hundreds of wives, he allowed them to worship their gods on this little mountain that later became known as Golgotha. It was literally the place where Jesus was crucified. And what he is trying to let us know is that no matter how hard we try, some of the people, the smartest people in the world, beautiful people, incredible people, and they try to be president of the United States. They try to be uh, the head of the uh, the embassy, or whatever, the embassy, and, and, and they try to do great things, and they... They win all kinds of awards, no matter how good, no matter how smart. They are not the king that we need. Every king has stumbled. Every king has fallen. Every king has done something wrong. We haven't had a leader, a king, because they're all infallible, and they all die, and they all pass away, except for it. <laughs> little girl going up the hill with the baby Jesus inside her. Greetings, Elizabeth. The Holy Spirit comes upon her. The King of Kings. A few weeks ago, we talked about in Daniel, the Ancient of Days sat down and got rid of King Alexander, Mm -hmm. Caesar, got rid of all of them. And brought that son of man up and said, you will be king of kings and Lord of lords. And let's, let's just hurry up and go to the end of the book. Let's look at it. Revelations chapter 17, verse 14. They will make war on the lamb, Jesus, and the lamb will conquer them. For he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And those with him are called chosen and faithful. God. Faithful God. and not forgotten. Remember last week, Zachariah, faithful and not forgotten. Amen. And they, they received, they have a baby. Faithful and not forgotten. And Jesus is looking for us. He's coming for us. The Lamb that takes away the sin of the world becomes the King of kings and Lord of lords. And every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can we do that this morning? Would you do that with me? Stand with me this morning. We have communion back there. If you want to take communion, we have open communion. But I want to do this. I want to pray. If you have not made Jesus King of kings and Lord of lords in your life, you can do that right now. Jesus, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, to be Lord and Savior of our lives. We confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that you were raised from the dead. And we are are saved. We thank you. And we are filled with the presence of Jesus. And where Jesus is, is the Holy Spirit is there also. Would you just receive his Holy Spirit this morning? Thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit. Lord, we receive you this morning. We receive you this morning, Lord. We receive you in this place. Joy to the Lord. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Thank you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We praise you, Lord.